Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by none other than uh, the great Justin Wells. Uh, Justin, you've been on the road the past week up in uh, St. Louis to visit with Ryan Wingo, the star wide receiver out of St. Louis, Missouri University High School. You were at junior, or excuse me, media days for the Big 12. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on this week, some announcements coming down the pike as well. Uh, Joe Cook uh, is at SEC Media Days this morning. Uh, it is a roundup of sorts that we're going to try to get to. Uh, Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com, thanks for joining me this morning. Hey, Justin, let's talk about what we've got right now. Uh, there are a couple of commitments in the offing this week that are for sure. DeAndre Robinson out of uh, Orlando Jones, uh, defensive lineman, announces on Thursday. Corian Gibson, defensive back out of Lancaster, announces on Saturday. Let's talk about those two guys, and I want you to kind of handicap their recruitments uh, for the Longhorns at this point in time. Let's start off with DeAndre Robinson. Uh, obviously a priority along the defensive line for Texas in the 2024 cycle. Uh, he's been on campus a handful of times already in 2023. Uh, we met him early on in that, that first junior day, and you know he's a big kid, and he's only getting bigger. I looked at some of his stuff last night. We had an Intel piece I put up yesterday, and I looked at some of the old writings when he was 6'1", 295, and now he's 6'3 315. So you're kind of seeing the growth over the last year or so of, of this big boy. Um, Texas is in a great spot, uh, Bobby. Bo Davis has been great. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian and these guys have, have done really well. Uh, you know the Horns are always going to dip their toe in those Florida waters. Uh, it, it, it's usually There's usually athletes permeating everywhere um but you cannot you cannot overlook the in-state guys the in-state programs because they they want to keep robinson home especially florida florida is the one that's really pushing the hardest and you know and, and you know people don't understand when you go into these out of states a lot of times that's you're, you're battling the in-state the, the school and that's who he grew up liking that's who he grew up loving was was the florida gators and so that one's going to be one of those things where we're going to see his decision on Thursday. And right now, at this point, on Monday, I feel like Texas is in a great spot. But regardless of where, where he decides on Thursday, they're going to keep recruiting him. They're not going to let up. And so Texas fans need to understand you might, you might see some of that. You're going to see a lot of overlap there because they're not they're not going to uh, relent. Um, and then but got- but Justin, Justin, the question I have, though, okay, okay. And, th- and this is where Texas fans, I think, you know, from speaking in this regard, where is the recruitment right now as we know it? Do we really, we believe that Texas is the leader Monday, June yes. 17th, or July 17th, right? And he's announcing yes. it. And so, that's piggybacking some off of Jerry Hamilton, who's been all over this. Right, exactly. Okay, so if we're handicapping it, yeah, we think Texas is probably the favorite heading in, barring unforeseen changes, which that's what happens in recruiting. We all know that. Yeah, uh, but this would be the third defensive lineman uh, in the recruiting class, on top of Alex January and Melvin Hills. You add DeAndre Robinson, like January, he can play over the ball and play a little bit outside too. Um, not not necessarily all the way outside, but like a three technique. Those guys um, are more the SEC types that we've been talking about that Texas has to to domino on. So, in my opinion. Robinson is one of the largest and biggest recruits to date that will have gone on record for Texas because they're not, they, they are all in on him. Uh, and so this is a big one for Steve Sarkeesian, Pete Kwiatkowski, Bo Davis in particular, uh, in my opinion. You agree with that statement? 
No question, Bobby. And don't forget, they took one in 2023, Sadir Mitchell. Now, I understand he equates to usually two and a half size humans, but that's still only one football player. And if you get Robinson, that's three when the number's likely going to be four on that D-line. They're going into the SEC next year. They want to make sure they've got some big bodies to stack. And we know how much Bo Davis likes to rotate these guys. They don't like them taking more than 25 snaps a game. And to keep that rotation fresh, you got to keep the crop coming in. Robinson would be huge, Bobby. Yeah, I, I think that's a big one. Talk a little bit about uh, Corey and Gibson next, Justin. Uh, Corey and Gibson is the one that, you know, it's come down basically to Texas, Clemson, and Ohio State. And Corian kind of gave it away at the Texas Relays and a little bit after, you know, a couple weeks after that, that he kind of already knew where he wanted to go. And he was going to go ahead and take a few visits in the summer just to make sure. And he's kind of stuck with that. And now he has a, a timetable. Now, now we know when the announcement's going to be. Uh, for Corian, he is incredibly important to this Texas class because they are going big on in the secondary, not only from a positional standpoint, but because he's so versatile. I mean, he plays safety at Lancaster, but he, they're looking at him as a possible cornerback at the next level. Certainly could play some star obviously could play some some safety as well. This is a kid that did tons of renowned on the track. Of course, you know, you go to Lancaster, that's a track and field power. Corey Gibson's all about that. And so this is a kid that's it's really important to get him in. And you know how good he is when the other two teams you're battling are Ohio State and Clemson for a defensive back. You know he's he, he's coming with the right regard. And so that's one that I feel like I felt like if he didn't leave Clemson, a Clemson Tiger Texas had a shot. If he didn't leave Ohio State and Ohio State Buckeye, Texas had a shot. And then both of those things happened. He came in his official visit. He talked to us afterwards. He absolutely loved it. Him and Jordan Johnson Rebel uh, coined it a, a, like a family reunion. And there's a lot of things that you'll, you know, you're going to, the inside scoop's going to be up by the, time, by the time this video comes up. But we've got an update on Corey and where, you know, the proximity is a big thing. The relationships with the staff is a big thing. But I'm telling you what, I think these players are recruiting him as hard as the coaches. You've got Jordan Johnson Rebel. You've got Kobe Black, who's obviously not committed, but he's another guy that, that, that they're talking a lot. There's a lot of conversation with those guys. Plus, Corian's very familiar with Anthony Hill. He's very familiar with Manny Muhammad and Jonte Cook, who is also really close to five-star edge Colin Simmons. It's something about these relationships, I think, that gives Texas the edge in this recruitment for Corey Gibson. And as you know, you know, that's where it begins and ends in the recruiting process. It's, it's, it's basically those relationships and how things get, you know, the, the foundation. And so I, I really like where Texas is today, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see how it uh, turns out on Saturday. All right. I want to say special thanks to Laura Baker. Uh, the Roundup is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in and around the Austin area. Whether you're moving to, from, or within Austin, uh, make sure you give Laura, uh, who is a diehard Longhorn fan and a long-term real estate, Austin real estate expert, a chance to earn your business. All it takes is just one call, 512-784-0505 to get connected or uh, uh, email her at laura at andyallenteam.com. All right, Justin, uh, you know, we talk about the two guys that are coming. One of the things that's now coming into focus is Texas has another other guys that are about to make decisions. One of them is Brandon Baker, who, you know, talking to Jerry, we think he's going to make a decision in the next 
month to month and a half, essentially. Um, he is from modern day. He and DeAndre Carter, both from modern day high school, right? Yeah. And those two uh, are making decisions, not necessarily in tandem, but definitely know where each other is leaning, et cetera. Right. Uh, Carter is a big offense guard. Baker, the nation's one of the nation's top rated offensive tackles, a five industry five star. Well, it's interesting to me that Texas is already peeking into the future in 2025, particularly to shard choice um, and a running back at modern day for 2025 that he seems to have his eyes on. Because I say this because Texas is making ground clearly at IMG Academy, right? Yes. Uh, already got two commitments in Jarrett Gibson and Jordan Johnson Rubel there. They've been trying to get in on modern day. Spencer Shannon committed to them this past year. They've got some guys now. We mentioned Baker and Carter. The next crop at modern day looks like it's just as impressive as the last. I think modern day has three Heisman Trophy winners, by the way, in its school's history. Just to give you a a a, a I know I think Matt Leinert was the Line, first Matt Matt Leinert, John Hart, and then I think oh I'm just missing oh Bryce Young. Boom. Yeah, three. So long story short, big time program. My question, yeah. though, is tell us a little bit about the 2025s and what you think this whole idea of Texas going out west, Steve Sarkeesian's old stomping grounds uh, to try to make hay at, at modern day. You know, that, that you just said it, making hay at modern day. If you're going to get in, if you're going to build the, 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 the best program, you're going to get into the best high school programs. And that includes modern day in California. Uh, Sark is familiar there. His son went there. So there's a lot of familiarity there. And if you look, a lot of this staff is from the West Coast. There's another member on the coaching staff that actually played at modern day, and that's new wide receiver coach Chris Jackson. Thus, you have a relationship budding with 2025 four-star receiver Marcus Harris. So you're going to see so many little ties. And, and this is Texas utilizing its resources. This is going into the big places and getting the big boys. Listen, Jordan Davison might be the top running back on the big board. His name, is, his name is Jordan Davison is the running back, and Marcus yeah. Harris is the defensive the, back. Is the yeah, wide, receiver. wide receiver. Yes, sir. The running back is Jordan Davison, um, and, and, and the wide receiver is Marcus Harris. They're both going to be on campus on July 25th. They both confirmed that. Um, you know, Marcus is ready to get on campus. He hasn't been to Texas before. This is the first time for him, but he's heard Spencer Shannon talking about it. He's heard Brady and those guys talking about it. Jordan Davison's been on campus before. He came for a junior day earlier, uh, earlier in 2023. He's, he's, Texas is a great spot with Davison right now. And I'm not just saying that because the Shard Choice is recruiting him, but if I was, that'd be an easy way to handicap it. Uh, that the guy has, has been crazy. Not to mention, I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but Deshar Choice was in Atlanta yesterday, and he, he, it was he put it on Twitter. He was hanging out with B. John Robinson, <laughs> and, and so, and you know, he's from really close to Atlanta. He's from Thomasville, Georgia, and so it just shows you Choice. Even when he's already recruited the guy, and the guy goes in the first round, he's still hanging out with him. He's still doing that, and that might be one reason why he's such a great recruiter. But modern day is a school that you've got to you got to put your foot there. And that the best way to do that was with, you know, to start, start, start small, get you a Spencer Shannon, small, relatively six foot six. <laughs> you bring in Brady Sarkeesian as well as a walk on. And now you're, you're going in there for a Brandon Baker and a DeAndre Carter, both who have visited a couple times at Texas. You're going in there for a Jordan Davison and a Marcus Harris. The point is there's elite talent at these places and you have that. These are places you have to, you have to go recruit. 
to, to, very, to, it's very interesting. We, because we, you don't just recruit this class, Bobby. You're recruiting the next class, and then you're recruiting the next class. And listen, word of mouth is huge in recruiting and relationships. Well, I think it's interesting because we, we mentioned this, and we've talked about going into the SEC and talked about how much Texas is focused in large part on the southeastern section of the country. Uh, you know, DeAndre Robinson, we just talked about, he's announcing on Thursday. Uh, he's from Orlando, Florida. Melvin Hills just announced last week he's from Lafayette you know it, it, it look they're clearly going to go to the southeast but Sark if you can get two or three guys from out west not including even Arizona where where Jeff Banks has done so well right with Santana Wilson uh guys like Banks that. is in modern day too don't get don't get it twisted he's from Upland California too okay well I mean my point is they're starting to hit on some guys that they have previous ties to in areas. Yeah. And I think that this, this is how you make a national class is yeah. uh, try to reach into all of those aspects of it. All right. Uh, later today, um, uh, Justin, uh, I'll be having a conversation with Joe Cook, who's at SEC media days today. You were in uh, Arlington uh, last week for the, uh, some of the SEC, uh, a big 12 media days. Right. Any enduring My thoughts? Now, any enduring <laughs> thoughts on the Big Twelve media days? Take the deputy commissioner's statement out of it, and just your thoughts in general of, of the Big Twelve media days. I, I'm sorry, I have to add. That's my last. I have to add that. I, I feel good about it. I feel great about it, Bobby. To be honest with you, I'm just glad I've got Wi-Fi here to tell you that. Uh, imagine that at a media days. Um, no, my impression was it's it's. It, It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It feels like it's Texas and everybody else. And you've got three or four teams that feel like they've got a shot at it, you know, from Texas Tech, Kansas State. Um, you know, I, I personally I was talking to Joe Cook on OTF. I personally think Kansas is a team that that I don't feel like they're going to win the Big 12. But if Jalen Daniels is healthy, it's <laughs> a good football team. They can they could come up and bite you. You're going to uh, have to outscore them. You're going to, and and you know they lost their a lot of their defensive. They lost their entire defensive line, but but that's a that's a program on the come up right now. So don't take them for granted. So there's so many. That, that that's kind of the gist. I feel like Texas. It's first time since 2009 they were picked to win uh, the Big 12 championship. My favorite part from the Texas segment was Sark embracing that. It didn't. It, it wasn't a Tom Herman. We just want to win the day. We just want to go one and zero this week. It wasn't Charlie Strong reading the roster every single time. It, it was actually Sark embracing the expectation. He said, look, we come to Texas for this. This is why we're here. He goes, we have the best, you know, parenthetically, you got the best roster. You're, you're supposed to, to be in this position. And he embraced that. The players did as well. There's a quiet confidence. And we've seen that from, 
from from spring ball to, to to summer workouts. There's something growing there that that's really really addicting. And so, my biggest takeaway was Texas seemed to be for the first time since I've been attending it in 11 years, they seem to be the best team in the conference. It seemed like everyone was pretty much reserved to that. But it's always who's going to be the team they play in the Big 12 championship? Who's going to be the team that gets there? You know, I've always been a big proponent of K-State. I think Chris Kleiman's done a great job. Winning the Big 12 last year was huge for them. And But they're going to have to replace Deuce Vaughn. You're going to have to find that production somewhere. Um, but also guys in the secondary that were legit, a pass rusher that was legit. They had a corner that went early. Yeah, they, I mean, they, the, the, those guys always have talented, talented guys. They just they're hard workers, essentially. They're not always the most athletic. They're just really hard and very, very well developed. Um, I, I think the big another takeaway was all the newcomers on the block. You know, Gus Malzahn, this wasn't a new thing for him. He's been to these type of big, big media days before when he coached in the SEC. And so in five minutes of listening to him, you could tell he's done this before. He's a pro. He knows what to say and what not to say. Uh, I know Dana Holgerson and, and Mike Gundy had a few little jabs back and forth about certain things, losing the Bedlam game. Bedlam game. And I know Dana's going to beat Dana. Um, and then you had Cincinnati and Scott Satterfield, which I just got to be honest with you. You know, I was a little surprised by that hire to begin with. I think most people were. Um, there's some talent there in Cincinnati. They brought in Emory Jones, a quarterback out of Florida, former uh, quarterback out of Florida. Um, he's got some he's got some athleticism. They've got a few other guys, but they've lost some real talent in the last two years. And so it's really the newcomers on the block and basically everyone saying goodbye to, to Texas and OU. Did you what what speaking of OU, because we really haven't talked much about Brent Venables uh, and it's something I want to get into a little bit here. What was your takeaway from his uh, time at the mic uh, on at, in, during Big Twelve Media Days? You know, with with Brent, with Coach Venables, last year was it, it, it almost seemed like it overwhelmed him. Last year, he said a few things that that really got blown out of proportion. He said a few things that were were really taken out of context. This year, he was a little more reserved in his words. He was a little more, but but it was essentially you know building the defense. Getting, getting healthy on offense, um, competing to the standard that Oklahoma has, that, that Bob Stoops had created, or not so much created, but carried on for, for the legacy at Oklahoma. That's a program that's been in the top five, top ten for, for seems like forever. And so Venables, to me, was just picking his words carefully. He spoke about Dylan Gabriel. Uh, he was there as well. Um, and then, you know, talked about Danny Stuntsman, a linebacker they have that, that, you know, I felt like had a really good season last year. It was honestly, it was it was the the most important thing they said was really nothing. He didn't he didn't give any um, he didn't give any quotes away. He didn't give any he didn't say anything that would trigger you know the media in any sort of way. He kind of just came and said, "Look, I know I'm this is my second time now. I'm just going to answer the questions and get out of here." Did you feel like Justin that he was confident or, or about about OU or was it just more of a you know checking? I did this today. I need to go back and get back to work. I mean, what, what was his overall tenor? He's an intense guy. And I feel like, and that's just from an, an, our perspective. I can't imagine how he is in person. And so I don't think he does things just to do them, but and I, I'm not sure I felt any confidence in his voice either. Maybe it was more of a, you know, just, just take it a day at a time because Oklahoma's having to change over their roster. Bobby, there's, he's having to get his guys in there. Uh, you know, Lincoln stacked it with offensive guys and left the defense kind of hanging. 
And so Brent's there to kind of clean up the mess, so to speak. And, and I think that, listen, he's a very confident guy. And we can, I can see the intensity. I see the defensive coordinator in him. That's kind of what I saw last year, too. You see the D.C. in him. It's just seeing him as a head coach now. And it's, it, I think it's him personally trying to make that transformation. When you become a D.C., you're in almost your entire existence, and then all of a sudden you get that head coaching job. Maybe you try a little too much or try a little too hard. This time I think it's really about roster management, expectations, getting guys – you know, get, getting guys on, you know, going in the right direction, development, because that was something that was really big that he was going to be able to bring to, 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 to the Sooners. You know, there's a lot of questions in Norman, Bobby. There's a lot of questions that haven't been answered yet, and they're not going to be answered until September. And so for, 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 for Venables, it was really just, you know, this is where we're at. This is what we're kind of dealing with. He's intense. There's nothing not going with him. You know, he's always kind of going, which is, you want that in your head coach, but at the end of the day, you can tell it's new grounds for him. And you can tell he was a little more settled in this Big 12 media days than he was last year. All right. Mondays on Texas football is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor, Laura Baker. Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in and around the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert. She's also a friend of ours and does a terrific job. I've talked to many people who have used her and can't say enough good things about Laura and the group at the Andy Allen team. Contact her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com if you're thinking about moving to, from, or within the Austin area. Justin, let's let's finish up with a couple more recruiting notes. I think it's important. Uh, we're two weeks away from the end of July now. Um, Texas over and under, we've talked about this for number of commitments for the University of Texas by the end of the Ju end of July. That number is at three. Which way are you going right now in that regard? With the decisions we know about, I mean, I, I think the numbers push. I think it's three. Yeah. I think they end July with three more. Really yeah, we do. haven't we we talked about that on the live stream on Sunday night. And I, I I I went back and thought about it overnight and really tried to push myself a little bit, but I, I think you're right um, because somebody could could happen in the next couple of weeks that we're not accounting for. Um, but that's, that's the main one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and so we're waiting to see how that plays out. Um, but I, I just feel like Texas is currently at 14 commitments. Uh, I think there'll be. 17 by the end of July, perhaps 16, perhaps 18. Uh, but they're in that that uh, area where uh, they're going to only have about seven or eight left for the rest of the recruiting campaign, even though those of those seven or eight, four or five of them could be five-star decisions. That could that's, take the, yeah, go the direction. That, that, that's the, the issue that is really overwhelming, I think, to some people because a lot of these top-notch guys aren't making decisions too early. Right. They're 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 biding their time a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what's funny is as you were talking about it, I, I try to think I think this is the same way. The, uh, the last year they, they took a little more earlier in the spring, but it played out to where there was a, you know, a lot of the class was done by the time they hit fall camp and they still had, you know, a few spots for the rest of the season. Well, but Anthony they, Hill came in late. Yeah. No. no yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like so much so many things can happen that you have to account for and anthony hill's one of those that if we're having this conversation 365 days ago that's that that's the reason we're having it 
is talking about an Anthony Hill. But that's what those five stars guys, they they they're in no rush. They know that scholarship's not going anywhere. There's no there's no expiration date on it. And so that they want to take their time and, and make sure. And, and now with the NIL factor and now with the portal factor, that, that that's going to have, uh, you know, that will depend on depth charts. That will depend on on impact, how much you make an impact, because five stars like to be told they can play early. They like to be told they can make an early impact. And actually, some of them can, as a matter of fact, like a Colin Simmons. And so that's we have to take an account for guys that, look, we know Texas is in a good spot with a handful of these five stars. But we also know they're, they're going to probably take it to duration. Whereas there's another few, a couple few. It could happen in the next month or so. They could could drop before fall camp begins in August or, or before the season begins. I know a handful. I know one target out of Timson, Terry Bussey. He's talked about wanting to to you know make a decision during the season, but talking to a couple of sources and coaches over there at Timson, that decision could happen in the next week or two. And that's the beauty of recruiting. That's why you have to watch on Texas football every single day. That's why you have to go to InsideTexas.com every single day. Because it changes so much, so many things. It's so many moving parts. And with our, the visitors, that they're having a barbecue on July 29th. That visitor list is getting updated every day. Um, it's just so many moving parts. The five stars are what really makes makes it makes the class and breaks the class. Sometimes I feel like that's what the excitement comes from. So at the end of the day, Texas is going to be in a good spot at the end of August. Let me remind people this though. I, I don't disagree about the five stars. That's that's. That's the tenor of the class, right? right. That's, that's yeah. That's the, the gauge. But I think back to how little ballyhoo there was towards Warren Roberson signing with the Longhorns. Okay. Yes, he made a big deal of it and had a, a, a nice ceremony and stuff. I was there. Warren, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Warren Roberson, though, uh, Justin, is apparently having a terrific impact already. He's only been on campus two months. And so – when people say, well, what about this this guy? Why isn't he? While that makes for good copy as a writer and reporter, special comes from everywhere. Don't forget that. So, and, and, right. you know, I love that you brought Roberson up, too. I love that because don't forget, this is a kid we went and saw a year ago who had a great game against the number one receiver in the state, Micah Hudson. Warren Roberson is a dog. And that that's when Blake Gideon offered him. Yeah, that exactly. That 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 that's exactly what happened. Warren Rock Roberson is a dog, and that's the good thing about this staff. They're not just looking at the fives. There are plenty. Jelani McDonald is another example that could been that could have easily been a five, but he's another one they found, and I think he's going to be another one of those diamonds in the rough as well. All right, all right. That's Justin Wells with Inside Texas. I appreciate your time on this Monday. We also appreciate Laura Baker uh, with Keller Williams Realty. Uh, contact her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. For Justin, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this Monday's On Texas Football. Look for something from me and Joe later today.